Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. At the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you. And I'm Dr. Peppers, Shaking the Salt. Here we go. I have just returned from an all-school reunion. What does that mean? That means that every class that ever graduated from my little high school was invited, as were their friends and family, and it goes from way back to those that graduated in the 50s to those that have just recently graduated. Of course, it seems those in the middle were the most plenteous, but there were representatives from almost all classes, except the very recent ones, because most of them don't want to hang out with a bunch of old people, if you know what I'm saying. However, I have found that in talking all weekend to people from all different areas, all different levels, all over the world, some have moved to other countries actually, that there's one thing everyone was seeking when they first went to that little school. Yes, they wanted a good education. Yes, they wanted to have money. Yes, they wanted some to be famous, to have good careers. But the one thing that most everyone was seeking was a good relationship. First, they wanted to be loved, don't we all? And most People dreamed of having a family and friends, and yet they couldn't see themselves into the future. So I was fascinated by something I found, and maybe you will be as well. A gentleman who began a study back in Harvard, I guess it was. Yeah, it was all of these were graduates of Harvard, and you won't believe this. If you think it's fame and money... Well, that was initially, but according to psychiatrist Robert Waldinger, he said, you're mistaken. He was the director of one of three, four, five generations of a 75-year-old study on adult development. He has unprecedented access on this data that most people could not possibly find because you can't create it unless you began a long time ago. 75 years ago, these were two groups, one sophomores who were in Harvard and another group of men who were actually in kind of a tenement area in an inner city Boston area. Now, group two was the same age as group one, Boston low-end youth from the inner city. We think, oh boy, what kind of future do they have? Then you think of the Harvard graduates who had family and friends who put them through, and they were bound to make a lot of money, weren't they? Well, some of them did. Actually, most of them did. But with the ones from the Boston area, many of them became not only as happy and contented as, but some of them more so than their Harvard brothers and sisters. So what made the difference and what was the same in both groups if you studied the 10% that said they were the happiest after 50 years, then 60, then 70, because only a few lived to be in their 70s. As a matter of fact, the ones that were now just recently 
interviewed were in their 90s. And here's what the difference was. They all said that what made them happiest and most content was having good relationships through the years. Not only were they happier, they were healthier. When the medical studies were done on them, which they also kept track of, they were healthier human beings, and they lived into their 90s, whether they had been born into a family of wealth or into families of good relationships or not. And it really didn't matter if they came from broken homes or not, except if it was a happy relationship. The one thing they also noticed was there was brain deterioration in the groups that were the least happy, those that were the least content, and they died earlier. Most people living into their 90s have been relatively happy and healthy during their lifetime, but they had good relationships. And the opposite seemed to be true with the bad relationships. So if you want to live a long, healthy, prosperous life, it's not about how much money you make. It's not about how famous you are. It's about your relationships. And that's kind of what I found out at our reunion this year. The people that returned for the unions year after year seemed to be those that were happier, maybe not during their school years. I felt like I wasn't because I had what I considered very troubled, turbulent teen years. But I always had a mom and or a dad who was on my side. I had a brother and a sister who were on my side. And most of all, the spiritual aspect of it, I had God on my side because I was on his team. And that's when the change happened in my life. And yet that's what we find in the balanced lives of those who are the happiest and the healthiest, that physically, mentally, spiritually, And emotionally, they are well-balanced, and they have better relationships. It doesn't mean you can't bicker with your husband or wife occasionally, but you can't live in a state of marriage without love. If you're just tolerating your mate, it's time to move on. I know we don't like divorce. If you can change you and or your spouse, and many do, I know my husband and I certainly did, it makes all the difference in the world when you have a happy, loving relationship. And friends, I felt like I didn't even have a handful of friends when I was in high school. I mean real close friends. But I right now could... I could name at least 50 people that I consider really good friends, and at least 10 that are intimate, close, loving friends that I stay in contact with on a regular basis. It was so good to see at the class reunion some of those old friendships that I wanted to rekindle, and I have already. And also, I was very saddened to find that some of my best friends had passed away and I didn't even know it. What keeps a friendship going is not necessarily the amount of time you spend together, but the amount of emotional investment and also the amount of 
loving investment. I call it prayer. I have a prayer list of my closest friends and acquaintances and some people that I don't even know. But my husband and I begin and end every day in prayer. My 98-year-old mama, Bootsy, loved seeing people this weekend that she hadn't seen in what she said, a billion years. And I said, Mama, you're only 98. You're not a billion. She said, well, sometimes I feel like it, honey. People that had worked for her as she managed the restaurant, people she had known through church and community events, and she even rode in the morning parade at our little hometown Apple fest. And she waved as if she were the queen, even though the queen's contestants were riding on the back of the convertible driven by my brother Duke. What a fun weekend it was. And then my brother preached to end it all, to bring it to a great culmination. He preached at our little hometown church, where on the rolls and the roster of membership were my grandparents from the mid 19-teens into the 1920s and on through the 90s where my grandmother remained a member. It's where my other grandmother came and changed her membership from Memphis to our little hometown, Clarksville Christian Church, and it's where I grew up. It's where many of my friends and I had fun as kids, and I got in straw fights and in trouble at the Christmas time with one of my friends, and another friend of mine, Lynn, and I were both there at the same time, and we were not only baptized together, we went to church and Sunday school together, we played tic-tac-toe together, we sang in the choir together, and we learned to love Jesus together. We were in each other's weddings, and we have remained friends for all these years. And it was so good to see her this weekend as well. I'm asking you to find a good friend, one that sticks closer than a brother, and I'll tell you who that is. His name is Jesus. He said he'll never leave you nor forsake you. He will make you happier. He will make you more blessed. He will bring you contentment and peace. He'll give you fruits of the Spirit and things that you didn't even know you could possibly enjoy, including love and peace and patience and kindness, all of those things that you lack, including, and this is one of mine, I need a little bit more, um, let's just call it self-control. Yep, that's one of the hardest for me, but God's still teaching me. I pray right now, God, please be with my friend that is listening, whether they are a close friend, an acquaintance, or one I haven't really met yet. I pray that they will come to find that elusive happiness as we talk about that. That's really peace that passes understanding and the joy of knowing there is one that loves them closer than any human being they will ever have in their life. And it's also the one that will love them for all of eternity. Thank you, Lord God, for all of my friends that know you and for those that don't yet I pray that they too will become my brother, my sister, in Christ. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for staying with me, and may you find that friend 
What a friend we have in Jesus. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks and God bless.